0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: Welcome to ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to thank you for rocking with us today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Also, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We're going to tell you today how the Braves will win in a East, the surprise Falcon who's going to ball out this year that you never expected, and when is it cool to put hands on your teammates? We'll talk about all that. But first, Tanitra, the, the Atlanta Braves, they lo- I mean, win against the Phillies, excuse me, 6-3 to three last mm-hmm. night. And when you talk about Spencer Strider, we talk mm-hmm. about Michael Harris, they were absolutely just doing their thing. But I think the the main thing is – the question that we have to answer, though, mm-hmm. will the Braves be able to win the division for the fifth time in a row? Yeah. And I think that one of the things that, that was very interesting, mm-hmm. now that they're probably about 100 games in, about to be mm-hmm. 100 games in, yes, around about midway to that point, mm-hmm. they had to come to Jesus' meeting, and they were able to get things turned around, and then they went on yeah. that 14-game winning streak. Yeah. Is this something that they're going to have to do or to, in order to – get that NL East crown.
1: Yeah, I would say they would because when you look at the back half of the season, so now that we're officially on the other side of 81 games and we're you know now approaching the 100th game, if you will, Right. You look at what their schedule looks like, the Braves' strength of schedule and the Mets' strength of schedule. And the Mets have a slightly more difficult schedule, at least as it appears today. We'll see how that looks as teams win or lose. But when you think about that, that means that you have to keep pace with that. You right. have to keep pace with them. So as they win, like they're they're starting out their series with the Yankees, and they're they're you know getting a W there. Every time they get a W, you need to be getting a W. So yeah, you may have to go on that kind of streak, a double digit win streak, to keep pace with them. If not, winning. The other thing is, Jarvis, I think that the way you do that is to continue to get the productivity that you've gotten that started right around that come to Jesus conversation right after mm-hmm. that EBAC series started to kind of get away from him and you look at what Austin Riley, Matt Olson, <sighs> Gansby Swanson, Michael Harris the oh have been able to do I mean Jarvis when you think about this this blew me away right even as a Braves fan as someone who's covered the Braves which we both have done both right the fact that Austin Riley and Matt Olson are first and third, respectively, in extra base hits. How many times did we say earlier in the s- season, man, the Braves leave people stranded. The Braves just keep leaving players stranded. And now it's like they're getting on base. They are having extra base hits that allow opportunities for more runs to be scored. So you're really starting to see that production that isn't just about the long ball, right? It's right. about true production that gets you runs in you know maybe a more blue collar way or you know lunch pail way but it's getting the runs right so those right. are definitely two who i wanted to shout out but also dansby swanson who's been another one who's been super duper consistent and then of course michael harris a second but i'll hold that because i know we want to talk about him uh, with another question that we have but yeah if those guys continue to be as consistent as they are i believe that the, the Braves can and will go on a run and ultimately can win this division.
0: No doubt about it. I and mean, like I said, I think Austin Riley is kind of leading the way. No, let me change that. Scratch that. He is leading the he's way. Leading the 18, way right 18 game winning streak and within that streak, he's batting four forty four with seventeen extra base hits, nine doubles, eight home runs, and he's raised his average forty points, teeth from two fifty seven to two ninety seven. So those are the type of things that I think that you can go on the streak with a guy like that, who's the front runner for the NL MVP. Yeah. Uh, I believe in, in my eyes, and I know a lot of uh, Braves fans are in their eyes are thinking about yeah. that as well. Somebody who's mm-hmm. not playing MVP caliber is a uh, nephew running. He went over five <laughs> last night. We'll talk about the level of concern about that, but first we, we have to talk about Bet Online. T so tell them about what's going on with Bet Online.
1: Yeah, if you utilize the betonline.net site, your level of concern about how to bet will be zero. Why? Because (laughs) they're the number one sports source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including more information about Major League Baseball. Jarvis was just telling you guys, Austin Riley is starting to come into that NL MVP conversation. So you might want to take a look at what his odds are to be the MVP of the National League. Also... You can get some good insight on betting lines for wherever you think Kevin Durant is going to land. That's still a big topic of discussion, whether you think there's still a shot that he's coming to the A or whether you think he's going to land elsewhere, if anywhere, uh, before the season starts. BetOnline.net, that's where you get the info. It is the best spot for all the scores. They even have podcasts that will really give you some insight if you are somebody who's new to the betting game. So fast, it's easy. You got niche sports as well, MMA, golf. Boxing, all of it. Head to that website. You can use your mobile device if you would like to learn more about trends and action. And again, we say all the time, we're sportscasters and we have to know these things and get understanding for all leagues in different ways. And so just to know that there's a betonline.net out there with betting becoming so popular, it's a good resource for us as well. So please, please, please make sure that you go to betonline because that is truly where the game starts.
0: No doubt about it. We know that's where the game starts well. Oh, um, we've learned that Ronald Acuna won't be getting a start today. Um, he's getting a day of rest. And mm-hmm. our guy, Michael Harris, will be shoved into the leadoff spot, T. But yes. as far as Ronald Acuna goes, mm-hmm. This has been something that is that we've all talked about, right? We know sure. that Ronald Acuna is just—he got off to a, a really good start coming mm-hmm. off the injury, and then he's just kind of poof, just been really struggling, mm-hmm. you know. And and thankfully Dansby Swanson, who was a part of that that conversation as well, he looks right. like he's gonna get you know starting to come back around because he mm-hmm. had a really good nice game last night as well, yes. getting on base and scoring runs. That's what you want mm-hmm. the top of the order to do. Yes. But with the way Acuna has been struggling uh, as of late. Is this something that Snicker may have to think about making a long-term decision? We mentioned that Michael Harris is going to be the leadoff, but that's with Mm Ronald Acuna sitting down. Is this something that Brian Snicker is going to have to do long-term? Because, like you said, you need that production at the top of your Mm -hmm. lineup.
1: Yeah, it's something to consider. And, you know, we talk about the level of concern almost on a daily basis because it's getting to the point where we're seeing the lack of productivity every day. That's why we keep going
0: back to Yeah.
1: And you can't get away, right, Jarvis, from the question of, does that impact the leadoff spot if we're looking at it from an offensive perspective? Because we also know we've seen some glitches, uh, some unusual things that he's done on the defensive end. But talking offense, yeah, Brian... Snicker is doing something that he's done before. He has experimented with pulling Ronald Acuna Jr. out of the leadoff spot before, and it has worked here and there. And you got to think about the long-term. Like you said, Michael Harris II might actually be the long-term answer in that leadoff position. Then you might move Ronald Acuna Jr. down maybe to the second spot or maybe the three-hole, and that may also help you, like you said, if, you, if Harris gets on base, if you will, mm-hmm. and whoever's in that two-spot then that person, you know, gets some extra base hits, or they and they're in position. Then you bring Ronald Acuna Jr. in at third spot, and now you're scoring multiple runs as he's also maybe getting a little bit of that pressure off of him in that leadoff position. So I kind of like it. I think for the most part, we can all say that Brian Snicker has made changes along the way to the lineup, yeah. and usually he, he makes tweaks,
0: and his tweaks work. Yeah, definitely. The tweaks definitely have to be in there. Like we mentioned Michael Harris, though. I think the, the thing about Michael Harris and the other the, the other dude, <laughs> Spencer Strider, <laughs> Mr. Stash, the Stash yes. himself, um, was on the mound last night. And <laughs> this dude was absolutely amazing to you. When you think about you on know, six innings, he struck out and went six six innings, only gave up three hits. He struck out six guys, and he only walked one guy, yes. which is the most important stat of all the ones I just ran off. Like, if you don't get, have guys um, lurking around on base, yeah. more than likely it's going to be hard to score some runs. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, Spencer Strider did his thing last night. Michael Harris did his thing. And it's funny that because you have these two rookies right. essentially leading the way for, for a Braves win. Now, with these two guys, I start talking about the rookie MVP. P.
1: yes
0: i know who i think that should that should be in that conversation mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts as far as who should be the um rookie of the year now yeah. it'll be different it'll be somebody on the braids more than likely but <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good thing but man this is a hard choice for me t this, yeah. this is a hard one
1: this is one where you kind of hope somehow, miraculously, there will be co-MVPs, Co-MVPs, right? oh, it yes. Can, yeah, it can so happen. Grace. Doesn't
0: can so answer the great. question, but yeah, I appreciate
1: like that. we have to make <laughs> a
0: decision today,
1: Spencer Strider, like you said, he has been doing the darn thing. You know, he's only had one game that really, everybody has an off game from time to time, right? But if you're talking about someone who was essentially supposed to be a part of your bullpen, and you were just looking for him to bring that heat, maybe one inning, an inning and a third, or what have you, and now you're having a conversation, Jarvis, about the fact that last night he probably could have gone seven, and the Braves would have been okay. Probably would have wanted him to go seven with what they got out of Will Smith, but anyway, Spencer Strider has just been that consistent surprise, like, yeah, the the Braves farm system works in case anyone was wondering, yeah. but I'm giving a nod to Michael Harris II for the simple fact that when I think about him being the youngest player in baseball and what he's doing – as the baby of the whole league, that's something special. You bring a guy up from double A to the majors, and obviously you think that he has the potential to succeed, but for him to hit the ground running the way he has, and I want to say he's probably exceeded the Braves' expectations, but that's just me. I think that is special. And also, he was able to settle that low-producing logjam that you saw in center field, because let's be honest, Guillermo Radia, Eddie Rosario, and anybody else that you got to put out there, they were not the answer and nope. so if he gave you what you knew he was going to give you on defense and now you're getting what you're getting on offense and the fact that this dude he has selective amnesia he can go one for 10 like he did last week and boom he'll just forget that series and come back and just blow it out like he did last night getting a double and a home run just going to give a slight nod to him
0: and, and the time and time and time again you, you see some things that you're not necessarily used to seeing in rookies and they talking about Michael Harris like the guy making adjustments you know yeah. hitting the saying hey lower your hands a little bit okay cool and he's like oh yeah i like this i'm gonna stick with it like and for baseball players that's that's kind of a big deal you know brian Mm -hmm. jordan even talked about it on the broadcast for on ballet sports south it's just like when you are baseball players are creatures of habit more so than any other athlete i believe this is coming from a football player so i think that for a guy to be able to make that that adjustment that really wasn't necessary you know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, the expectations were, like, come in and be a lead yeah. on defense, and we'll figure it out on, on up at the plate, right? But <laughs> right, for him we'll to make that right adjustment, <laughs> Right, we'll figure it out on, on the fly, you know? So, and I think for him to be able to make those necessary adjustments, I was like, man, this dude is has the potential to be great. And, and I can say the same for Spencer Strider. You're talking mm-hmm. about a 13.4 strikeout per nine inning rate, right? We haven't seen that since. How about this name for you? Haven't heard this one in a while. Kerry Wood. Yes. <laughs> you know, back in 1998. And so if Strider stays on this plate, on this pace, and pitches 100 innings, over goes over 100 innings this year, mm-hmm. like he will break that record. So, yeah, this like I'm glad I don't have to make that decision, but I think I'll probably get the ask to Spencer because a lot of times they're going to favor the pitchers because – well, you're talking about 100, 100 mile power gas, the, yeah. the the folk hero look, yes. and just and everything that
1: pitching uh, roads, evolving his his arsenal. Yeah. Yes,
0: and then and the way veteran guys talk about him, uh, who have to face him. Yeah, I think more than likely Spencer Strider is probably going to get the nod or the edge in this one. But speaking of edge, the Falcons, you know, they want to play with a little bit more edge this year. Arthur Smith and Terry Fondo have brought guys in to to do that. Now. Which one of those guys are going to be the guy that we say, you know what? Ooh, I don't know about you, T, but I like surprises. So we'll talk about who that surprise player will be next right here on ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Don't go anywhere. I'm not going go nowhere.
1: Welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And we appreciate you guys for continuing to support us by going to wherever you get your platforms or whatever platform you go on and wherever you get your podcast rather and downloading it and also leaving us those five-star reviews. And listen, if you guys want to leave comments on any of the topics that we talk about, go ahead and do that. That way we can incorporate you guys more into the show because we definitely review the comments and we appreciate you even taking the time to make those comments and give us those five-star reviews. So again, thank you for rocking with us and listen, You guys, we know that you're rocking with the Braves because they are doing some seriously special things, right? And they have an embarrassment of riches. The question is, do the Falcons in any space have the same? Now, before we talk a little bit about the Falcons and where they are in terms of their roster, we want to just say that there was an individual who was on the roster back in the day who was definitely a part of the division, but now he's a part of the division again, just with another team. So Julio Jones, of course, signing that one-year deal with the Bucks should be interesting when they come to the Benz to uh, play, play the Falcons this season. Now, another thing that should be interesting is these continued kind of battles that we're looking at, playoff battles, uh, excuse me, position battles uh, for a training camp, right? And let's just say, however because I kind of tipped you guys off when I said playoffs. Let's just say <laughs> that the Falcons have an awesome training camp. They get through preseason, and they're all that, Jarvis. And then they start surprising us getting into this regular season, and they're looking like a little playoff team. Like your boy Lama DeSakia said, they just might. So if they do, Jarvis, what in the world would that look like? What would it take for you, to, in your opinion, to see the Falcons make the postseason?
0: I think that we're going to start off with Tyler Algier being a starting running back. I'm going to start right there, right, because that's the guy that you brought in. And um, i talked to a, a scout, you know, that, you know, had t- had taken a really good look at Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that holds rookie running backs back from getting into that in that, that starting lineup and being a consistent mm-hmm. guy is pass protection. And mm-hmm. the scout that I talked to. He said that is one of his strengths. He mm-hmm. doesn't mind doing it. And this is a guy that, who's a former linebacker in college as well at, at BYU. So you mm-hmm. know the aggressiveness is there. You know the the being willing to attack is there. And he runs accordingly. So I think that and with him being in there, that allows you or affords you to have mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson and kind of have yep. him even more of a – gadget player and I'm not using that in a negative connotation but I'm using that as that's being an asset for you Mm -hmm. know uh, Arthur Smith to really get creative on on offense so I think that that's one piece and then also uh, the the second piece who a guy we've talked about a lot Jermaine of takes Caleb McGarry spot because when you think about why we talk about the competition and wanting to be aggressive and be be edgy you Mm -hmm. want guys to be for for him to come in to be brought in for that and then it actually comes to fruition like terry Fontenot and arthur smith thinks like they want to have that competition and when the guy you bring in comes in and takes the the incumbent starter spot Mm -hmm. that means something that's gonna say something to opposing teams and it's mm-hmm. going to say something to that particular locker room like hey if you ain't if you aren't doing what you're supposed to do you need to step your doggone game up and mm-hmm. then those two those two keys right there probably it will be the the main reason why the the arthur smith and the falcons are successful on offense that means because that running game is going once mm-hmm. arthur smith gets that running game going mm-hmm. i think the 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 it's There's endless endless possibilities to what they can do as far as winning games this year. And and I think that if you're talking about the Falcons being the playoff team, you're definitely talking about that running game being in the top half of the league.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I think that if you have a 1,000-yard rusher, something that the Falcons have not seen in season after season after season, but a 1,000-yard rusher, which to your point, if Tyler Algier does what we believe he can do – you're gonna get that. Also, keep the QB from getting sacked. Yes, you, Lord. I mean, if you somewhere under forty, yes, right, Lord. then you got something going, and, and that includes drivers—not just the actual sacks, but also the hits and the pressures, because right. those things kind of mount up as well, and they build up, and that kind of wears that quarterback down. And on the flip side, on defense, certainly, I believe that if you get more sacks, right, and more hurries, and more pressures to the quarterback from that interior line. And from, you know, just that. And, and and also looking at the secondary, right? AJ Terrell, you got some more help. So if you if that secondary can be what we think they're going to be and they can get more picks and if nothing else, also just some passes defense, like get out there. And even if you can't pick the ball, just disrupt. The passing game, I think those will be Mm -hmm. some critical keys to them possibly making a playoff run or getting to the postseason. So before we talk a little bit more about our surprise for the Falcons, who could make a big impact, Jarvis, tell us more about where our listeners and our audience can go to get amazing jewelry online.
0: Go to bluenow.com whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a special moment. Yeah. They have findery as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenow.com. Let me tell you something. I got a super, super, duper, duper special moment coming up. Just about to get ready to celebrate 10 years being married. Now, I've Yay. already I already got my plans going as far as what we're gonna do, you know, to right. celebrate, right. but. You know, I'm thinking about getting to something a little special. I hope she doesn't watch the show because, you know, I don't want to, you know, give away my secrets and stuff. But, right. you know, I'm definitely going to go to bluenow.com and go check out and see what they have. And I'm looking to make a purchase because... I Sometimes I kind of struggle with gifts. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need and I need a little assistance because <laughs> Blue Nile, they got everybody you need. If you look, at, Like you said, you're having trouble choosing. Like I mentioned, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via call, or you can chat to help find a memorable gift for that special moment like myself. Now, you're trying to say, okay, Jarvis, man, you know, I might need a little help with these prices because, you know, jewelry can get a little expensive. Well, sure. we got you covered. Locked on, got you covered for you guys. You can get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This is a podcast exclusive. Use the code Locked On. Go to bluenow.com and use the code On, and they'll make sure every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenow.com today and use that code Locked On.
1: So Jarvis, I kind of heard in there that you were thinking about doing something on the level of a surprise for our girl, which I think is very, very exciting. And so I can't wait to see what that looks like. And we are also thinking about surprises that we might see in the duration of this next season for the Falcons, the regular season in particular. So again, we talked yesterday about who might make the biggest impact on offense and defense, Who do you think might be a surprise guy who can go from being a guy to that guy this season?
0: I will – I've talked about this on other shows on Locked on Falcons with Aaron Friedman, and I've kind of mentioned it as, 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 on our show as well. Mm-hmm. I believe that Michael Walker is going to be a guy who's going to have the opportunity – not only the opportunity to yes. be a surprise, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to take advantage of of, of that yeah. as well because he's a guy that we've talked to, you know, one-on-one, and mm-hmm. just about, you know, coming into the season, expectations. Yeah changing of coaching staffs and just what Mm -hmm. your mindset has to be when you do those type of things Mm -hmm. and like you said like nothing it's basically a clean slate it was almost Mm -hmm. like he said it himself like i got drafted all over again because i have to prove myself to some guys that no are no longer there there's no no guys from the previous regime regime here Mm -hmm. so this is a new coaching staff so it's almost like hey we we'll do know who you are. We don't know what you can do. So you got to prove it on the field. And I think he started to do that last year by getting more playing time. And I think that this is the year for Michael Walker. I think he's going to be that guy to be that surprise for Arthur Smith and company for sure.
1: I like it. I like it. And I agree with you on that. I think he is just chomping at the bit and just waiting to prove himself again. He takes it as an opportunity. To show what he's worth, I definitely will co-sign with you on that. And I'm going to go deep, 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 deep into, <laughs> into going into the, the archives, huh? <laughs> yeah, into the rookie class this year. We know, and we kind of talk about it broad based, but I'm going to narrow it down just a little bit before we wrap up. We always talk about the fact that the offensive line has to step up, right? But let's yes. just be more specific. Chris Lindstromain got to step up because he is the step up on that offensive mm-hmm. line, right? Jake yep. Matthews, solid on the O-line. So it's really those other three positions that we've been having some commentary about, right? And yes. so I'm interested, I'm going to actually put two people in place, right? A Drew who is, you know who's been there a couple seasons, but also a Justin Schaefer. I say Drew Dahlman because he's been mm-hmm. coming for a starting position for a minute now. Yeah. So Watch out for him. He would be my surprise to have an impact, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would say Justin Schaefer, and that's why I said I'll go deep, deep, deep in, because Justin Schaefer played a number of positions on the O-line at UGA. So if you're going up against— Super the- versatile. Exactly. If you have that versatility, you're going up against the likes of the best in the country in the SEC every single game for four years— then I want to put some money on you that you might surprise us and do some special things, even though you were drafted deep in the 2022 class for the Falcons. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk quick about. Quick nugget before we before oh, move
0: yeah. on. Now quick you nugget. I got a little nugget for, got a little all right, for you. All right. You might be on to something because you talked about the standard being Chris Lindstrom. Chris Lindstrom mentioned just recently. That Justin Schaefer has been reaching out to him for some pointers. Ah. So you might be on to some tea. I, the, 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 the prophetess, Tanitra <laughs> Batiste, has spoken. So you guys keep an eye on that as we go through training camp and get ready for the 2022 season for the Falcons.
1: Oh, I absolutely love it. So, yes, we will be watching. That's some good stuff right there. And we'll bring you some more good stuff on the other side. Come back and join us for For the Culture because you know you want to hear us talk about sports, entertainment and everything
0: else that we want to talk about in For the Culture. Final segment of ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. If you missed any of it, make sure you go check us out on YouTube. Put in a little search box, Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll pop right up. We are ATL Day 1s, like I mentioned before. And, you know, we're available on wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download that bad boy, make sure you leave us a five-star review because... Pookie really wants to find a good sports podcast. And I think that, you know, it'll be, it'll behoove you to go ahead and let him know about it because, like, hey, this dude, this man has been searching. He's been searching and you found us. So don't keep us to yourself. Share. Just be happy. But, T, this is for the culture. It is an intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes, whatever the hell we want to talk about, you know, people want to question why we're talking about chicken nuggets. We talk about chicken nuggets because. That last little piece I just said, cause that's whatever we want to talk about, cause that's how we get down. All right, now T. Now I, I mentioned earlier about a situation where it's, it might be okay to you know fight your teammate. Some people may look at that and say, "Dang, Jarvis, why you tripping?" But I don't know this particular story. My man, uh, was it uh, Carlos Rudon, mm-hmm. who plays for the, for the yeah. San Francisco, who pitches for the San Francisco Giants? Mm-hmm. He got so upset because you know he wasn't having a, a good day. And he was walking through the dugout Mm -hmm. and literally kicked the bat. And the bat ended up going and hitting one of his teammates in the leg, Tyro Estrada. And, of course, Tyro Tyro Estrada is one of the nicest guys on the team because every one of the people they talked to about it said that he's a really, really nice guy and he didn't deserve for that to happen. And Rudon should apologize. And he was definitely in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. Tyro is a guy that's probably a better man than me because if somebody would have kicked the back and it hit me in my leg and I'm hurting yeah. like either at that point or when my leg stopped hurting we might have had a had a had a a physical discussion you know no yeah. words involved no, let's <laughs> and leave it really, at that
1: <laughs> At a minimum now I probably would not come I wouldn't come to blows unless pushed Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. But I definitely have some commentary. Like yes. definitely would have some commentary, and I really would want to sit him down and make him think. And and oh gosh, Jarvis, I'm, I'm, and and to our audience, I apologize for drawing a blank. But remember last year when we had the Braves had a pitcher who was doing some solid things, and then all of a sudden, you know, dude like punches, um, you know, what is he punch a chair or something, and then he ends up getting injured. He's no longer. Yeah, right.
0: I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. right. Yes,
1: and, yes. and that was so like, you you can't just blow steam like that, right? You can't just let things take get to you in that way. You've got to have a sense of calm because, yeah, like, you could have some goofy... You scar
0: in Noah. Yes.
1: No, you scar in Noah. Noah yes, yes, exactly. So a guy that was, was going to
0: bother me. <laughs> <laughs> me too.
1: I was like, I was, I'm like literally, that was going to eat me up. But yeah, you know what? Having a good year, a solid year, and then all of a sudden... He's got to take his fist and and you know take out all his frustration. You're out for two and a half months. And what yeah. does that do to your team? And then you never really come back uh-huh. as the guy you were, right? You never really come back for the guy as the guy you were, and now you're not a brave anymore. So yeah, even in the midst of the most frustrating moment, you have got to take stock on how you want to manage. through it, Think about that next time. It's one thing to flip it back. It's one thing to kick a bat and hit somebody. Not the
0: same. And you better be lucky if wasn't about that life. Because, you know, like I said, if it had been me, things may have been a little bit different. And, you know, I'm sure UT, you know, she's a, for those of you who don't know, Tanisha is a person who's a godly woman. She does not cuss. Well, I'm sure you may have heard, may or may not have heard F bomb come out of her mouth, and it would have sounded really weird because, like I said, she doesn't cuss. But what's gonna sound really good coming out of her mouth is
1: Tanitra, tell them about Coffee A.M. and what they got going on today. Yes, and Coffee A.M. is one of those things that hey, we we have a saying in Louisiana where it's like if something is good, you slap your mama. Now you don't really mm-hmm. want to fight anybody, like oh boy was about to do, or Shrider, thankfully didn't do, but. You may want to slap your mama or call your mama for some coffee AM because it really is that good. Jarvis can attest to the coffee. I can attest to the tea. And we can all attest to wanting to support a local business. And this is a small batch roaster right in your backyard, right here in Atlanta. And think about it. Anything that you want. consume. You want it to be fresh, right? So it's always a good thing to think about the fact that when you go to place that order, it's shipped the same day or close to it. And it's also roasted around that time that you actually place the order. So that's a good thing. It's also current crop. It's specialty grade coffee and they go all over the world, direct trading, fair trading, to get you the best roast in your coffee. So if you want to know more about it, Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. You can go there, check out the full menu of coffees, teas, and even gift sets if you want to share the wealth from Coffee AM. So again, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. And if you use that locked on code, you can also get 15% off of your first order. Again, that's 15% off your first order with the code locked on so that you can get products from the best small batch roaster in the country
0: the best the absolute best gets me up every morning i appreciate yes. that you know god first and then coffee that, that's, that's, that's my order that's my yes. order in, um around the in the davis household but not tea. <laughs> speaking of davis household i wish i had a card <clears throat> you know there's this, a certain card that uh is probably about to go for a 10 million dollars like okay what kind of card goes for 10 million dollars how about a, a mickey mantle baseball card t they are projecting it to go for 10 million dollars, with, with the potential to be the most expensive yes. um, purchase ever in sports mm-hmm. cards history. Yes. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting up here. When I read this story, I was sitting up here thinking to myself, I was like, dad, you are a big sports fan why don't you at least have one of these cars? It doesn't right. have to be worth 10 mil. It right. could be worth 1.5, and I'll be happy with that. You're just pass it right. on down to your boy. But good Lord, this is crazy. $10 million? The sports car investor industry is going crazy right now to you.
1: Exactly. I mean, that is crazy. And you think about the person who has a sports card and you think about the rest of us who are just trying to get to that 10 million or that 1.5 through this uh, ridiculous lottery, right? Yes, but this no, no. person hit the jackpot in a different way, right? So, yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You think about Mickey Mantle and the legacy, number seven, the Yankees, just the lore of it. And it's also a very, very unique card. It's funny because I thought about a story that I'd read a couple years ago about a rare mickey mantle card that showed up so obviously that drives up the price but yeah let me tell you i'm like you know what that made me do right i started What's looking that? through my old boxes calling home like i uh, didn't just see like did anybody <laughs> keep that stuff from, from 15 years ago right, you know right. what i'm saying in the little leagues so yeah. the little softball league anybody price. you guys were trying to get me activated to softball and baseball remember that Where are those yeah. cards? i need that in um, my life like jar like you said jarvis We need that in our lives because, man, that's a game changer. You know how we talk about that all the time, like things that can change your life, things Mm -hmm. that can change a generation. Oh, that's changing multiple generations. Like crazy. No doubt. No doubt. Crazy, crazy. Yes, yes. But we also hope to bring you guys tomorrow some good things, some changes, of course, that happened in the lineup for the Braves. We're going to talk all about it. And we're going to see if that allowed them to win a series, Jarvis, and not regress because, you know, They've had trouble this last month. The one area they've had trouble in is winning a series finale, right? Seven of eight series. They cannot get it done in that finale game. So hopefully we'll be talking about that, downloading on whatever it looks like tomorrow, and also downloading on more training camp activities, telling you all of what's going on in Flowery Branch and anything else that's going on in the sports world right here in Atlanta. So again, stop at ATL Day 1's first, your second stop. Getting hard with John Chuckery. You guys take care. Be safe. And we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Y'all come back now. You.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.